You know, man, why, 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 why are you trying to go the third way, man? Why are you trying to be nonconformist? You know what I mean? Why, this ain't the 1970s. We, we trying I'm to trying do, to brother? go with. I'm trying to go to the 1990s. What you were saying, I was. I listened to your show yesterday, so that uh-huh. I know what I was getting into, and I got schooled about the 90s and the Renaissance, and listening to uh, Daoud and and Roosevelt talking yep. about their comics, which I have all. I had Purge back in the day. <laughs> Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So, family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. Man, I got the number one father on the Twitter. <laughs> this man pulls cute little pictures of his kid. I mean, it's the cutest thing. The cutest thing. I don't know. What are those things called? Little squares made of fabric. That what was that? Like a little hanging thing. They're, What's that? They're ha- they're like a storage hangers for little children. Storage <laughs> hangers. Storage hangers. Right with clothes in them and stuff. He's trying to trying to find the kids to get them ready for school at daycare. Whatever. Head start. Whatever. And he hiding all up underneath. You know, it's the cutest thing, man. You posted out on Twitter. I was like, man, I wish they had Twitter. In 93, you know what I mean? <laughs> My kids were small, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Jacques Nimbe. How you uh, doing, sir? I, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I'm not, you know, necessarily interviewing him about, you know, the fatherhood thing, although that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm interviewing him about his comics, his web comics. And you can find them on Not So Super. Hold on, let me find. Let me get it straight. Uh, Free dot Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now let's go back to the kids. So <laughs> tell me a really cool, funny kid story, and then we'll talk about your comics. Ah, <laughs> uh, for me, the, the the funniest thing with me is uh, my older, my oldest and youngest sibling both have such various. Uh, personalities mm-hmm. so uh my younger sibling is uh my, my youngest daughter i'm sorry right. uh is like my scrappy one she's the fighter the yep. puncher and she's not even two years old yet but mm-hmm. she uh she definitely um can hold a room wow. <laughs> and hold people hostage <laughs> and my and my oldest is uh is the heart but also the very smart um intel intelligent uh talk back to you and you have no no way of uh, beating her, <laughs> beating her at at the game of mental games. Wow. So she uh, uh, just recently, um, I asked her to um, uh, to not that we we are not royalty in our house, so she cannot demand things whenever she wants them. Right. Uh, and her response to me was, um, so, "So how does it feel being the king of me?" And she is five years old. So. Wow. <laughs> You see the logic in that? <laughs> Children, logic is flawless. I'm like five. And because you know, I when, to, when you said we're daddy, not loyalty, <laughs> that what she recognized, the implication was, well, you setting the rules. Exactly. Therefore, you must be royalty. 
Pit <laughs> logic is flawless. <laughs> Golly. <She got> <laughs> Kid logic is flawless, man. I, I was walking with my son. He was about four years old. It was it just had rain, right? So we walk mm-hmm. into the to grocery store, or whatever, and the sidewalk um, had just been paved. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where we were, it was like a lot of wooded area, and mm-hmm. there was a deer hoof print mm-hmm. in the uh, pavement. So my son looked at it. He saw the water had collected, and he said, "Daddy, reindeer." <laughs> Flawless logic. <laughs> That's good. Flawless children's logic is flawless. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, man. That's enough warm and fuzzies. Let's talk about the book, man. So uh-huh. I went to uh, free dot not so super comics uh, dot com and I was blown away. Thank you. One Thank because you. it seemed like a hippie is creating comics and nobody <laughs> told us about it. That's what it seemed like. I'm just gonna tell you straight up. And uh, which is cool, man. Hippies make the world go round quiet as cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, the the book that really struck me was the Pitch Black comic. I went through all of them. I know some are like to come and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're, mm-hmm. You're still in the process. Mm-hmm. But um, was it like your manifesto or something? That's the vibe, the vibration that I got. Talk about the Pitch Black comic. Uh, Pitch Black comic is uh, actually a story that came to me in the in the middle of the night. I had a random dream that kind of disturbed me a little. It was during the whole election process. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Facebook page was lit up between left and right folks fighting about stuff and 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 just a whole lot of things were happening during that time period. And you know, we have younger children. We're trying to make decisions. We're like North Carolina. I live in North Carolina right now, so there's a lot I was of. Born in uh, uh, I'm sorry. I was born in Durham. Oh, you're born in Durham. Nice. Yep. I'm in yep. I'm in Raleigh, right? I Ooh. live in Raleigh, and I, I spend most of my time. In, I was grew up in Charlotte, so mm-hmm. yeah. But um, with all this stuff happening in North Carolina, you know, we were kind of debating and thinking about stuff, and and I think the process of that happening made me start dreaming like very deep dreams about uh, society, how things are going, and. Mm-hmm. And I decided to just write a story about just write the dream out. And my friend Lee Walls, who's the artist on the book, mm-hmm. illustrated it for me. And it's just explored um, the reality of what we as people deal with. Um, what is important to you? And it's delving what is important to other people, what is important to me. And it's less about the boundaries that we create as people in terms of parties and and whatever it is we choose to fight about is more about why, what is the reason you are living and are you living that life? And I wanted to explore that in a story. And this this story just just wrote itself. And, mm-hmm. I, and I posted it online. It's got some very good reception. I decided to offer it for free because of the election and everything. And, and it got such positive feedback because the weird thing about it was I was really... I, I am not in no way a Republican, so I was really <laughs> aiming it towards uh, the opposite spectrum of the polit- political process, and I was just kind of putting it out there. And it was funny because I have I have acquaintances from both left and right side of, of politics, and both of them read the story, both of them agreed, and it was this weird moment where people actually pause for a moment and talk to each other about the story and agreed that agreed with the story, which was weird to me because I did not expect it. I thought it was going to make people like either not like me because I'm talking about politics or, you know, 
separate me from other people. But instead, it was well received, which was surprising, but it was a good good thing for me. You know, I, I'm I'm glad it did what I wanted it to do is just cause conversation, and it did. Wow. See, art can do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, humor can do that. You know, stories. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you said Lee, right? Did the the art? Yeah, mm-hmm. Lee Walls. A very Lee talented. Walls did a damn good job. He is the best. Okay, the kids ain't listening. I want to say I said damn. The kids ain't listening. <laughs> oh no no, they're they're sleeping right okay. now. Man. Okay. <laughs> he did a darn skippy. Good. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, they're fine. So 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 I mean, was I too far off with this like manifesto thing? Because basically, no. no, you're not far off at all. Okay, it, it is my manifesto. I'm I'm trying to. I want to create conversation. That's mm-hmm. that's what my aim is. I, right. I am a black male. I am un- unabashedly <laughs> black. I'm happy of who I am, and mm-hmm. I, I don't have any fear of it. But I do want to create conversation in what I create. I don't like, I don't create drama for the sake of drama. I right. like making people think and see where they're coming from, even if I agree or disagree. And you know, when I strongly disagree, I make it known. And if people don't don't like it you know I, I move on and i don't have a problem moving on but i like to have those conversations and i try mm-hmm. to create them when i look at the uh <clears throat> the last i guess double spread where <laughs> we see like the cacophony of hillary and trump and uh-huh. the police and uh or oh, is that black sheriff or whatever and <laughs> and all those different people look like you know some they got the anonymous folk in there and the whole nine uh-huh. And that was that feeling mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. That was that feeling. It was like we all was between a rock and a hard place. And the mm-hmm. only people who really felt for sure is people who didn't know what the, they was talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, what I mean, people who really think and really consider we was in the, we, we, we was up a creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think you tapped into something right there. I think you tapped into something. And I don't want to tell y'all. Everything I want you to go to, uh, uh, you know, free.notsosupercomics.com and, and check it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it definitely has a cathartic kind of vibration to it. And, and returning to what you were saying, my manifesto, um, mm-hmm. that's the, the direction I'm doing with all the things I, I, I write. Uh, free.notsosupercomics.com is my sort of inter- introduction for people for the comics that I create. I have several others at notsosupercomics.com, mm-hmm. um, which have all my other books. But like, for example, some of the stories come from a book called Humanescent that I recently did, which is an anthology of seven seven different stories. You did that yeah. one? Yeah, I did Humanescent. What? That was my book. Yeah, that's yeah. on Peep Game. Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's my book. I wrote it and I and I I worked with seven different artists to illustrate it. So a okay. lot of stories come from that. And it goes along that same line is exploration of humanity, what it means to be human. And 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 like you said, I do have some capes and cow stories, but yeah. when you read them, it's not it's not what people expect. But that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm trying to do is trying to flip the script and making people think about what does it mean to be human? What do we all deal with? Why? How do we deal with it? And trying to find ways to be, like you said, cathartic and create conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the first thing to go when you get into these, you know, artificial constructs, this left, right. And and the first thing to go is the other side's humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? You can't talk shit about them. You can't (laughs) judge them and everything if they're human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so well. So that's beautiful, man. Now, why? Why did you choose this type of vibration? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you do that? Why not just, you know, Clark Kent and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> it's because um, I, it's a long journey to that I, that made me get to this point, and I, I won't bore everybody about it. But I started off um, – I when I started writing comics, I've been noticing the wave that everybody were, were going into is either being – is either the superhero route or being um, gritty. And it, it, I was during the time when I started writing, I was reading Walking Dead and, you know, all these different comic books. Either everyone was trying to be a superhero comic or trying to be gritty. Mm-hmm. And I am not that type of writer. I mean, I could try, but not, anyone has known me for as long as I've been. I've always been like the the middle ground person. I'm always in the middle trying to understand, you know, the different perspectives of things. And I think a lot of that is because I was born in, in Cameroon, Africa. My dad is African. My mom is from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I have, I have two global views of things. So I never see anything in black and white. I can see both perspectives. So I never, people think I don't commit, but I try to understand where people stand before I, you know, make a before I make a decision. I like to understand what's going on before I jump into things, and and that I think that mindset in me kind of transferred into my comics and my writing because I always like to write in a way where good or evil isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's there's shades of gray. People have different perspectives. Different things changes people, and superhero comics have this black and white, yep. and and they have all this this stuff that isn't realistic to humanity. And as a, as a person who grew up reading comics and I, I read comics in Africa as well, I had the benefit of reading comics in French and wow. as well as African created comics and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I know the depth in which, you know, comics can go. And, and I just am not, I have never, I just never stuck with the narrative of wanting to just be black and white. You know, I want people to have a conversation. I want it to be, art form. I want people to gain something more than, you know, the status quo. If I'm making something, I at least want to make something different. I want to be memorable. I don't want to be in the noise. You know, I want to be one of the people who have done something different. So I think that's part of the reason why, like you said, I went a different, different route and my, 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 my way of writing things is a little bit different than, than everyone else. Describe your reader. Mm-hmm. My reader, um, I would say my reader, looking at the audience that I've been seeing in conventions and people who have uh, have been um, saying they enjoy my books, is really the disenfranchised, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning those who have been ignored by the comic book industry, whether it is whether it is black folks, people of color, women, mm-hmm. uh, people of various uh, sexual orientations or whatever. I mean, I feel like the disenfranchised people tend to come to my table grab the book and feel either like they're not judged or they can see that there's more to the story or something that involves them within the story. And it's like, I can see that this was written to, to jab at a certain, at, at, at the status quo comics, but you did it in a way that made people 
either you got it or you didn't. But even if you didn't get it, you still like the story. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a way that I've wrote it a specific way. But I think the disenfranchised are more apt to want to get those who don't see themselves in comics enough. The people who you know feel alone or feel like they're ignored, they're the ones that tend to really jump towards my books more. They're they're not the cape and cowl folks. They they don't really that audience do not care too much about what I write, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but others do, do like it a little bit more. Those yeah, who I want to explore and grow, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's not so, so your readers isn't just a cat with the iPad sitting in the coffee house on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. No, no. Okay. Although um, if they, if they want to, I mean, if people, once they do take the risk, they end up liking it, but, my experience at conventions, they do not stop at my table. The ones that stop by, those who are kind of like, I don't know why I'm here. My friend dragged me here, but <laughs> your stuff looks interesting. And they stop by and they pick up a book and they're like, I really don't read comics, but I really want to read this because this is not what I thought comic books are about. There's more to it. And mm. and there's other people who do that and do it well, but I feel like you know, they're, they are hiding behind the fact that they are different and they don't they're not they they want to be like well i'm not marvel and dc but but i'm like i made this and and you read it and check it out and you make your decision and i don't have to put marvel and dc in my mouth to to make people want to buy something i don't use them invoke them in order to sell a book i i just figure out what people like and try to 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 guide them towards my books <laughs> you know man why 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 are you trying to go the third way, man? Why are you trying to be nonconformist? You know what I mean? Why? This ain't the 1970s. What are you, what are you trying, I'm to, trying do, to go with? I'm trying to go to the 1990s. What you were saying? I was. I listened to your show yesterday, so that uh-huh. I know what I was getting into, and I got schooled about the 90s and the Renaissance, and listening to uh, Daoud and and Roosevelt talking yep. about their comics, which I have. All, I had Purge back in the day, wow. and I and I and I had Revelation. I just got the uh, Brother Man Revelation from That's the Kickstarter cool. uh, from the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. So I it was. You know, they did this. <laughs> I'm not doing anything new. Yeah. But but it was just it was good to hear that and feel like I'm not alone. It's, it's been this been happening. It's, I'm not by myself. Yeah. No, you're, you're not, man. We're in that. We're in another uh, cycle of uh-huh, that yeah. uh, artistic revolution. Yeah. Now, I said on the outset and when I joke, I'm absolutely serious. <laughs> and so when I said I got a hippie vibration, <laughs> you know, and to me, a hippie is somebody who just doesn't believe in the book. And you know, I keep thinking your kids are around. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm good. I mean, they're You're all just sleeping. Thinking that the book, you know what I mean? It's like, it, to me, the stories that I read, I think Tribe Quest, and what was the other one? Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Pitch Black is a Tribe Quest. To me, it's like, the people are the heroes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, you just tell a good story. You know, and you pick some damn good artists. Can you talk a little bit about your artists? Yes. Oh, I, I like I said, I I have been incredibly fortunate for all, all the artists that I found have been people who I, I've been following for a very long time. And one of the things I do as a creator is I write stories that fit the artists I'm working with. So okay. 
I, I write, I tailor made my stuff to the artist so that the artists do not want to refuse the project because <laughs> they know they want to do it. So wow. I know their skills. I stalk their skills. I'm like, you're good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. You will like this. And I show them the material and they're like, you knew that this was in my brain. This is what I wanted to do. Wow. I'm going to do this project. And that is how I always were. And all the artists, I, I, I know is a collaborative project. So mm-hmm. I always want to make it so that it's something that is worth it for them. So I make stories that is worth it and I customize it to what they like to do and what they like to draw. Mm-hmm. And and in the stories, the reason why I shine is because it's stuff that they enjoy and that's stuff that they told me specifically they want to draw or they have an interest in or they they help me like guide my story towards the art as well as me telling the story I want to tell. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good symbiotic relationship. Uh, there's no fighting between us. We all kind of agree. We work together to make things work. And, you know, and the testament to that is the stories that I end up getting out of it is the, the work that we get out of it is, is, you know, that relationship and how much we depend on each other. And I trust that they would do their job. I don't micromanage. Mm-hmm. You know, I write the script and I'm like, you, I chose you because I know what you're capable of doing. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going too far, I, I will, I, I have no problems coming in and say, hey, you're going a little too far from, st-. but most of them, you know, they know their lane, I know mine and we, we, we trust each other and, and make the best we can. So now how did you arrive at that kind of delicate balance? Was it trial and error? I mean, it's, I mean, how did you arrive at that balance? I, uh, I think part of that is attributed to the fact that I was a freelance uh, freelance graphic designer for three, four years of my life. I, I tried to I tried to do the freelance game by myself and mm-hmm. I dealt with horrible clients. Yeah. <laughs> and so many horrible clients have taught me how not to treat an artist or a person that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things, you know, with, with all the artists that I've worked with, I've constantly hear them say, you know, you really like look out for us. You're not trying to to, to, to cheat us, you know, mm-hmm. because they are an vi- important part of my success and theirs. You know, if they if I they do well by me, I do well by them. And, and we work and we continue like any project I have. I have a roster of people that I've worked with before. I, they're always the first people in my head. I always contact them. I said, this project is in. Do you want to work with me? They say, yes. I make sure they get paid. I make sure things work out. We create that relationship where. There is trust, and 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 I think that comes about me having dealt with a whole lot of bad clients, and uh, and I just learned not to be that person when I work with with other people, especially artists. You know, I make sure they they can trust me and know that I will follow tr- through with what I say I will do. That's fantastic. Let's talk about say production, like schedules and things of that sort. I mean, is, is, do they come out? Your comics come out quarterly? Is it biannually, monthly? What's the deal? Um, a few years ago, it was it was uh, biannually and quarterly. But then I had my second my second born uh, was born la- uh, when she was born. My life completely changed in terms of how I schedule things. Right now, I'm in. I I do a year. Of solid writing, which I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. and a year of solid promoting and and uh, production printing and have new books. Um, I used to try to do the issue thing, but mm-hmm. issues 
I pain when you're an independent publisher yeah. and you're trying to, you know, trying to to have a day job, a life, you know, mm-hmm. and all this, and you're trying to do individual uh, issues every like four months or so, every quarter. Or so it's 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 not it's not possible anymore, you know. So I aim at at having books, full fledged books, one one shots, because I I don't want to create. Hope as much as I want to have people want to keep following something, I I get bored. So I rather write one good story, you enjoy mm-hmm. it, and and you don't have to worry about trying to follow through with it. You got one one good thing, you enjoy it. Next year, if everything goes well, I'm able to to publish another one. I will do that. Um, so my schedule is is just pretty much. Like one year I spent like this year is the year of creating. I'm I'm creating a whole lot of content, a lot of stories right now. Mm-hmm. Um, different publishers have been approaching me to to write some things, which I am. Um, I am also um, writing two children's books, which are all written now. Now I'm working with two different artists to get them out Beautiful. for children's. So um, I'm right now is creating mode next year. I hope to get everything printed by December so that January, 2018, you have a whole lot of new stuff from me coming out again. Fantastic. Um, for the books that are out now, where can folk pick up the digital and the print? Okay. Digital and print. If you go to not so super comics.com and you type and you look on the side button, there's a store button. You click on the store, you'll find all the books I currently have right now, digital or print. Um, there, there's that route, or you can go to Amazon and type in, uh, my name, Jacques Niem, or just not so super comics. And you will find some, some of my Amazon books are on there. And some of these books are also on, um, when, uh, some of them are on there as well as, um, Barnes and Nobles and Google play for, for digital versions of them. So some of the books are on there as well. So okay. you can find me. You can find me anywhere. Also, Peep Game Comics. If yep. you also look through that, exact there's there's two of my books are on that that um on that platform as well. Yeah, that's the one that has the humanescence. Yes, mm-hmm. that uh, has humanescence. And that's like a graphic novel or something, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, a pretty mm-hmm. big book. Yeah, it's a pretty big book. It's is fifty six plus pages worth of comics in there. Tell us a little bit about uh, humanescence. Mm-hmm. Humanescent is um, is seven different stories, as I, as I said earlier, of uh, that it, that explores various aspects of humanity, what it means to be human. There's stories that explore uh, um, nature and our delicate balance of having nature in our world. Others is a story of ex- exploration of of where where people are. Um, other stories about love and lost, um, being older and losing someone you love and how your life goes from that. And that's exploring it using stories like fantasy stories, like a genie in a bottle, um, um, genies in the story, there's sci-fi stories. It's just, it's just a variety of different stories, but the, the goal is ultimately to explore what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and like I said, seven different stories, seven different artists, all stories are written by me. And now, I'm going to ask you a question in through here, and I want to thank you for your time as no we uh, wrap up. OK. Um, you know, my son is in Japan right now mm-hmm. and they been studying, you know, his degree is in Japanese. He just graduated mm-hmm. and um, he was telling me, you know, before he came back just to walk across the stage that, you know, out of the 
1,500 or so kids that are in the school, 1,200 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like seven to 15 of them are African, African-American. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of them wanted to come back home. Hmm. <laughs> They've been in Japan for six months or now, however long. Mm-hmm. Very little violence. Mm-hmm. The police don't fuck with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only person who mm-hmm. wanted to go home is the cat from Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so when I think about your emphasis on being human, mm-hmm. I feel like you're doing that because nature abhors mm-hmm. a void. Mm-hmm. And your 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 creativity is kind of addressing that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If everything is in black and white in the comic book world, I mean, that negates a certain amount of humanity, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It actually does. And it's and for for me, it's it's um, it stemmed from a a period of my life where, you know, when I was younger in Cameroon, Africa, one of the things that I I took for granted when I was there because I I lived there, as I said, for the first 11 years of my life, I lived in another country. Mm -hmm. I took for granted that every book that I pull, like comic books, even I saw black faces in every single piece of it. Like every, like every comic, like there's a comic called Kwaku, K A U K. Oh, I I, I forgot to spell K A O U K O. And it's uh, a comic that explore like, villager kids who meet an alien for the first time and explore their lives. And and I saw myself in those books. But as soon as I came in the United States and I grabbed comics, I I was nowhere, you know, and it was and it was weird when you went into comic shops. And then, you know, then when um, it wasn't until like my cousin, like found an issue of, of Purge somewhere when she went to a convention and bought me one and sent it to me. Then I was like, oh, we are in comics. <laughs> and it was it was just this weird moment where I just felt like there's a group there that really it, we are really being ignored. And, and having that feeling and then growing up and still seeing kids feeling that that way, seeing my daughter who is you know, five years old, about to be six, mm-hmm. grabbing books and not really seeing herself in it is just kind of like, I, I want to not contribute to that. You right. know, I want to to be on the other end of it. I want us to see ourselves. I want people who feel like they're not existent to feel like they exist. And I want the stories to explore, just explore not just a fantasy that is still segregated, a, a segregated fantasy, but a fantasy, but explore what we're really dealing with, but in a way that that evokes some of this fantasy and these things that we are grown used to and enjoy, but we can still enjoy, but explore the reality of what we're dealing with, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to give their kid, you know, a segregated Krypton? You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's bullshit right there. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, I have had the pleasure of speaking with Jacques Nimb of Not So Secret, no, Not So Super not Comics. So I, no, Not So Secret now, because you're on the podcast. <laughs> not So Super Comics.com. Free dot Not So Super Comics.com. Uh, you can uh, go to his site and you can pick up the free versions. Now, I'm on the site right now. Right, let me go back. I'm on the home site right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Chrome and I see home about comics. I see donate contact. Mm-hmm. And I may be slow, but I'm not seeing the store button. 
Oh, you're at the free one. Okay, if you go to just notsosupercomics.com, that one is is uh, free. Is just the free where I, everyone who wants to see f- the the free books that I do have. But if you actually go to um, notsosupercomics.com without the free in front of it, there you'll, we go. Okay, you'll see, see just name. in case I'm not the only cat that's slow. <laughs> you understand? Uh, no, you're not at all. Thank you for for clarifying. I, yeah. Okay. There we go. So now I see. I see human essence. I see hero <laughs> worship. There uh-huh. we go now. And then also you can go to Peep Game Comics with a X dot mm-hmm. com to pick up uh, the digital books. And of course, Amazon. Yes. Yes, definitely. Jacques, man, it has been a privilege to have you on the program. And it's been a pleasure to be on. And I appreciate you uh, reaching out. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope you all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on, uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, and I'm, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.